Hey you, yeah you, love the show and want more content? Well now you have the opportunity to help support the show through Apple subscriptions and Patreon. You'll get a shout out on the show and you'll also have exclusive access to not one, but two extra quick take episodes every week. Just subscribe through Apple Podcasts or head over to MultiplayerSquad.com to see our Patreon page. We appreciate the love and support that you have all shown us. Now on to what is sure to be our greatest episode ever. Hello, squadmates. Welcome to another episode of the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. We are your family-friendly neighborhood gaming podcast. And if you have not already done so, make sure to rate our podcast five stars and leave a review. If you'd like to help support the show, you can head over to MultiplayerSquad.com, which we'll forward to our Patreon page, where you can earn some awesome benefits, including a shout-out on the show, along with access to our Quick Take episodes, which there are two bonus episodes every week. You can also get access to those special episodes by subscribing on Apple Podcasts. For today, it is Thursday, which you know what that means. It is This Week in Gaming. Josh and I are going to be breaking down some news stories this week and talking about what we've been playing. I just spoiled his name there, but I am your host, Paul, my co-host, Josh. He's got some time for me now to record now that he's done hanging out with Fat Thor. They've been hanging out this week. Josh, put aside a little bit of time in the schedule to hang out with me here for the podcast how are you doing today, Josh? I'm sorry, Paul, but Fat Thor is my spirit animal. <laughs> it's not every day you get I, to hang out with him. It's you know, it's Thor who's super cool but approachable, and it's like, hey, you <laughs> right. you've got the dad bod, I've got the dad bod. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it's just we're 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 the perfect match. <laughs> Very nice. Well, this week we have an awful lot to talk about because we had Sony's PlayStation Showcase 2021. We were hit with so many announcements, so many trailers, a lot of previous rumors slash semi-announced things that got solidified. Before we jump into all that, Josh, we normally catch up a little bit on what we've been doing in our solo gaming time. Anything you've been getting into lately? I picked up Nio, the the complete edition. It was free on Epic Game Store, and I haven't played a good Dark Souls game in a while, and Nio was one of those that I've heard was good. Yeah. So I've played that like maybe an hour or two. I don't know that I'm in the right mindset for like a brutally difficult melee game. <laughs> right. And I don't know that the right I'm gonna, headspace. Yeah, I don't know that I'm gonna keep playing it. Like right now, it definitely is showing its age a little bit. Now I know Nio Two is out. I think that's more modern and updated. Um, but that, and then just games for the show. We've you know you and I both beat a game that we're going to be reviewing here in a little while. I don't know if we're spoiling that yet or not, but go for I, it. Tell tell the people. Yeah, we so we played the Forgotten City, which started off as a Skyrim mod and then was made into like a full fledged game. Um, and I won't spoil anything, but I will just say that it is an impressive game. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because we have legendary supporter Ranger Miller, who picked a game for us to play. We're going to be covering that one. After that, we've got Forgotten City. And since Forgotten City was actually a pretty short game, we're actually a little ahead of schedule, which we are not that used has to. Never, never. That, this is this has never been the case. <laughs> And this week, I had a little bit of extra solo gaming time. 
And I've been hopping into some single-player content. Now, you and I are friends on Steam. I assume you've seen what I've been playing these last few days, Josh? I have not. Is, is this, you haven't. I need to go look, apparently. let me. Well, uh, you would be very, very proud. Are you been, have you been playing Boyfriend Dungeon? I have not been playing Boyfriend Dungeon. <laughs> I, I have not picked that one up yet, uh, nor will I ever. But no, I have been jumping into your all-time favorite game. <gasps> you've been playing The Witcher? Yeah, Witcher I've been 3? playing The Witcher now, 3 okay, again. Now, okay, Paul, before you get my hopes up, uh-huh. you have famously <laughs> started The Witcher 3 mm-hmm. multiple, multiple times. And I, I have think told is- you many times that the game really doesn't get going until you're like eight to ten hours in. Uh-huh. It's it's right when you start to get to like the Bloody Baron quest line. When you start okay, to get I'm already to there. that, right? When I'm already you there. start to get to that, that's where it's like they they start giving the game a little bit of gas because you famously have petered out multiple times after like the first yep. six hours of this game. And mm-hmm. I keep telling you, Paul, just stick with it. It will be one of the greatest <laughs> games you've ever played. And you just go, yeah, I know. I keep hearing that. Yeah, I think this is attempt number four. <laughs> and I can tell you exactly why this is where I peter out. Because I am exactly in the same spot that I quit every single time. I don't have any available quests that are my level. And so I just kind of get... I'm, I'm level five. And all of my available quests are seven or higher. And so I end up just kind of wandering the countryside in hopes that I'll find side quests. I even thought for a minute, maybe this is just quicker if I just grind out some beasts. And so I ran into a wolf pack. There were like six wolves. I check my XP. I kill all the wolves. You only get like one or two XP per wolf and you need like a thousand to level. So I was like, okay, clearly I just need to go get more quests. But for the first time, I, I did actually get to the part where you play as Siri. And so, you know, I'm on, I'm right around that area with the Bloody Baron and all that. I'm just a little under leveled. So I guess I'm just going to keep forcing my way through that part. But I am technically under leveled and under geared. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't remember ever being under leveled in that game. So I feel like maybe you are missing a few of the side quests or something. But stick with it, Paul. The Bloody Baron quest line is what sets the tone. And that's, I've talked about this before, but that's where you start going like, yo, this world is messed up. And yet I'm completely sucked in now too. And so just (laughs) gut gut through it, man. It gets way, way better. It really does. But yeah, the beginning of the game, it's a very slow intro to something that winds up being absolutely incredible. (laughs) It's such a depressing world. Like even right off the bat, You've got people burning down the dwarf's, you know, uh, shop area. Everyone is killing and robbing from everyone else. This is not exactly a sunshine and rainbows world to live in. It seems like everything's doomed for depressing endings is kind of what it seems like. I mean, it's (laughs) not a good world. There's war going on. There's monsters. There's corruption. It's not the Witcher three is not it's not a happy place. (laughs) Everyone hates you just for being a witcher. I still don't totally get why, but like I even did one side quest that I did not run into my first three rounds where the herbalist tells you that the one lady is dying and she got attacked by the griffin. And so I did go and make some witcher potions and I made her drink it. And then immediately you check the quest text and it tells you that 
her body survived, but her mind melted and she was far better off if she had just died. And I was like, yeah, that's about right. That's kind of yeah. just par for the course. There's, with the Witcher. there's no good choices in that game. <laughs> there's only which choice is yeah. bad and which choice is worse. <laughs> exactly. All right. So yeah, I'm going to try to keep sticking with the Witcher three. I I've played a lot in the last two days that I've gotten further than I ever have before. I really want to stick with it. I really do like it a lot. Uh, hopefully I can just find the right quest and stick with it. I mean, I grab every quest on every board. I do all the ones I can and uh, I'm going to try to stick with it because I know it's a good solid hundred hours plus if you want it to be. I'll be so happy, Paul. I, if you stick with it, we'll, we'll have some kind of celebration. <laughs> nice. All right. So let's get into the PlayStation showcase where we have so much that we could oh, talk goodness. about. There's a lot that we're not even going to get to on the docket, but some stuff that we've been talking about on Discord. I'm super excited about things like Uncharted 4 being remastered, which is kind of funny because the game's only a couple it. years old. I'll get You'll to get play to play it. it. It's coming to PC. You know, some great news like that. I'm also excited about Alan Wake being remastered. Um, those kinds of things. We're not even going to get into any kind of detail here today, but I think we need to start out with God of War. I think that's the, oh, do we, buddy. Th- th- that's what closed out the showcase. That's the big title that everyone's curious about. You have said you're not going to buy a PS5 or I'm even just look at a PS5 <laughs> until, <laughs> until Ragnarok comes out and maybe you'll just bum my PS5. But let's, let's talk a little bit. What did you think about the trailer for Ragnarok? I think it looks like everything I would expect from, for it to look like. I, I mean, they, I, it's it's exactly more of what you got in the first one and you don't need to reinvent that formula the first one was an absolute masterpiece in my opinion i think you take that you expand the story a little bit which they've already set up the combat is great already like you don't need to reinvent the wheel on this one and it feels like they're not i love the progression of the world like what what's the eternal winter nephelheim or something like that yeah, one of the Heims. Yeah, I, everything's a Heim in this. Yeah, <laughs> right. but like Nephelheim is going on. And so it's really neat to see the world is all snowy and everything. So it's like you can tell like things are changing. Uh, Atreus is now like a teenager instead of the younger kid. I'm reminded of like baby Groot from Guardians of the Galaxy to where it's like teenager sure. Groot and he's a little, a little bit, bit more brooding. Yeah, a little bit more attitude <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that, which is great. Um, I love that they are introducing more of the Norse mythology into it. And of course, one of the big reveals was Thor. And then the internet went crazy because Thor is fat. <laughs> He's got some hot dog fingers going. <laughs> He's got hot dog fingers and a beer belly, man. And yeah. I don't know like what people thought. I like I maybe they're too used to Chris Hemsworth, who you That's know exactly everybody is, is just the you know, Thor is a good looking dude, right? But it's, I'm not, I thought it's fine because Thor is like, he's the god of thunder. He he likes to party and he likes to drink. And it's like, I would expect Thor to have a beer belly. It's okay because he can. Yeah. You know, it's, so. he controls lightning. You know, or, uh, yeah, yeah. He's the god of thunder. He, he'll be just fine. He doesn't have to be chiseled when you've got godlike powers, right? right? And if it's cold, you need that extra layer of insulation too. So I'm totally, I, I, I'm a hundred percent behind the way that they depicted Thor in this. Um, I watched a full trailer breakdown, which I like doing that sometimes because people notice things that maybe you don't. And you know, there's little details in the trailer that come out. They showed a big non-frozen 
kind of world area that almost looks like I think it's the nine lakes or the nine islands lakes or I can't remember the name of it, but you know, that central lake area. There's like that in this game, but there's cities and towns. You can see a lot of people wandering around and stuff like that. So I I was excited before. There was nothing in this trailer that didn't excite me more. It was exactly what I was hoping for. I think this game's going to be incredible. I do love the fact that they announced Tier at the end of the trailer. You can see that they mentioned Tier, T-Y-R, who is the Norse god of war. So... A little awkward, maybe? God of War versus because, God of War. Coming. Right? Because I'm like, well, I'm the God of War. No, I'm the God yeah. of War. And Tyr stands up, and he's a giant. So he, like, lumbers over Kratos. So it's like, they seem to be like they're going to be on the same side because they went and rescued Tyr because Odin's mad at Tyr or something like that. So it's just very interesting to see that dynamic. I really want to see how one God of War interacts with the other God of War. Which one's, which one's like, more bad you know (laughs) (laughs) there's there's definitely a few things that really interested me i really liked the whole idea of atreus wanting to find out more about his heritage and who he is and so kind of like where his loyalty is gonna lie being kind of you know spartan you know coming from that world with his dad as opposed to the norse side of things so i think there might end up being some loyalty issues there i think that's kind of interesting and it does seem like in ragnarok we get more locations and more biomes i might just be remembering god of war wrong i remember spending so much time in the snow and i know that you do get some of the more colorful uh you know plant-based areas like around freya's hut and, and all that but this one seemed to be a little bit more like they're going to hit you with a lot of different biomes, a lot of different graphical areas. That to me looked really exciting. It just seemed more colorful and a little bit more lived in, more alive. If that makes sense, yeah, that does. That's why I was saying the, yeah. the the little village that they showed at the lake when you're paddling your canoe through and stuff like that. I think it does seem like the world is going to be more populated because in the first one, yes, you could come across people and you had your dwarves that did the armory and stuff like that. But it almost seems like it's you know you're coming out of the wilderness and that quest line that you had and now you're starting to interact with society a little bit more yeah i i can't wait for the story like that's one of the things i like the fact that they started introducing the character but then the actor's name like who's portraying the character because that was one of the things we all joke about kratos having just a mm, boy and not having yeah. a lot of voice lines but that's his personality too and I think you're going to have some of those over-the-top personalities in this game, like Thor. Uh, and, you know, you had Balder in the first one and stuff like that. So, I, you know, the gameplay looks incredible. But if there's one thing that I can count on, it's that the story is probably going to be very phenomenal. The voice acting is going to be very phenomenal. I'm really, really excited. I, like I said, there was nothing in this trailer that didn't that disappointed me at all. Maybe this is also just me misremembering, but Kratos's voice seemed different. It seemed a little weird to me. I don't know why. It didn't sound familiar. It seemed maybe a little stretched, almost like someone impersonating Kratos is almost how it sounded to me. But maybe it's just because I haven't played in such a long time. I think it's the same voice actor, but I could be wrong on that. But yeah, I, I thought, that, I, thought I remember guy, seeing but... that article that said like it's the same guy from the first one, but... You know, I don't know. 
Maybe he's uh, maybe he's dealing with Atreus, so he's he's a little bit more frazzled. He's cranky. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't. Yeah, yeah. Very very well could be. Parenting teenagers is no easy task. Oh, oh man. If if he doesn't pick Atreus <laughs> up and throw him in the lake at some point, I'll be very disappointed. Yeah, and, and of course, as you mentioned before, Mimir is back. We've got his head just sitting on a table, Painting. talking to the guys. He's still there. <laughs> he a, a, a pen or a quill in his mouth at some point. <laughs> yeah. So we still got Mimir, and it looks like Freya will be an antagonist in this game. With the death of Balder in the last one, it looks like she'll be fighting us a little bit in this. So we've got a lot of potential villains here between Thor, Freya, Tyr, who knows what else may or may not be coming, who knows how it'll all go down, but it definitely looks epic. No question this is like the first mega, mega you know, PS5 title, even more than like Spider-Man and stuff like that. Yeah, I think this is their flagship game. And it's due out in 2022, right? I think they said March? Somewhere around there? I don't think we have a release date yet, but I'm not too sure. It says 2022. I can't remember. I feel like it's spring of 2022. Yeah, sometime next year. So we'll still have to wait a bit, but at least it is on the horizon. So hopefully we'll have that one before we know it. And then, uh, Josh, we're going to take a short break here and hear from one of our sponsors. Look, gaming is a hobby, and like any great hobby, you need the best tools possible. There's a reason you never see pros using shoddy gear, and it's no different when it comes to gaming. Logitech provides some of the best peripherals in all the gaming world. That's why they've partnered with us to bring you into the same world as the pros. Head over to MultiplayerPodcast.com slash Logitech and marvel at the gear you've been missing. Do yourself a favor and stop using those cheap mice and keyboards. Get yourself a gray headset and hear what you've been missing. Logitech is where it's at, and now you know where to go to get the best gear out there. Now back to the best podcast out there. Shazam! All right, we are back, and we're going to continue breaking down the PlayStation Showcase games. So now that we've knocked out God of War, let's talk a little bit about Spider-Man 2. Paul, I have never played a Spider-Man game. <laughs> have you really? I You've really never have experienced not. the joy of using the webs to just traverse the city and fly like a madman. I've heard it's amazing, but I have not. I know Spider-Man for the PS4 was a very, you know, well-acclaimed game. I just I'd never played it. I was so gung-ho on playing God of War and then the Final Fantasy 7 remake and Ghost of Tsushima and Red Dead Redemption 2 that I just never picked up Spider-Man. And I hear it's great. Like I, I don't think I've ever heard anybody say a bad thing about it. I don't know that people necessarily rave about it either, which is weird. Like I feel like it's a solid like seven, maybe eight. Like people really like it, but it's not something that you hear people chatting about a whole lot. Like oh, I love this game, Spider Man, Spider Man, and that. And so. Yeah, I'm missing out a little bit, I think. The trailer looked great. I love Marvel. I love Spider-Man. So I feel a little sad that maybe I'm not as hyped on this. Should I be more hyped, Paul? Like, tell me. I think you should be more hyped. That being said, I do think that you're on to something. I feel like Spider-Man games have a 100% approval rating, but I've never had anyone say, oh yeah, my number one favorite game is Spider-Man. You know, you're going to get that with God of War and Red Dead and some of those other titles that you mentioned. But I will say that this one looks like 
a lot of fun. We did see that we're going to have both Spider-Man and Miles Morales. So some people are asking, does that mean possible co-op mode? That would be fun, dude. If there is, yeah. I am totally going to spend the week at your house while we play through this game, Paul. <laughs> you can you can just set up a bed in, in the living room. Just hang out. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know if a Spider-Man game would really work with co-op when you're swinging webs around the city, especially if you're trying to run it high res, high frame rate and all that. I guess we'll just have to wait and see, but this one is not coming out for a very long time. This one is slated for a 2023 release. So we don't have a whole lot in the trailer, but we are going to see Venom. We are going to see Venom who I absolutely love. The other thing that we're not sure about with Venom is, is he a good guy or is he a bad guy? Yeah. Because the trailer doesn't let on. And I think he's a good guy. You think so? You think they're kind of hiding gonna, the big bad? I, well, I was so I was doing a little bit of research on this, and I think one of the main protagonists in this is going to be uh, the hunter. So that's the voiceover that you hear in the beginning of the trailer, where it says, "I've searched my whole life to find somebody." Wait, protagonist, antagonist? I don't. Yeah, the, I don't know the difference there. <laughs> um, Pro- the main bad guy, is the Paul. good guy. <laughs> bad guy is the antagonist. Oh, okay, so the main antagonist right, is the hunter. <laughs> Uh, and so that's who you hear talking over the, the trailer in the beginning, and then Venom pops up. So I think, I think Venom's actually going to help you out in this one. You think so? I don't really know anything about Venom, because despite my love for Spider-Man, I never saw the movie about Venom. Oh, I know it has the something The Tom Hardy where, movie? No, I never Paul! saw it. So, like, I've seen clips, like, I know that, like, he, like, doesn't Peter like get part of the suit on him or something and he can't pull it off his hands and it's like sticking to him? And then does it make him turn bad? Well, okay, so I don't uh, know anything about Venom. So in the Venom movie, Spider-Man is not in the Venom movies, number one. That's just oh, kind of okay. like how Venom came about. But in the <laughs> comic right. books, eventually Venom does like merge with Peter Parker. Um, and so now, you know, you've got the combination of both their abilities and stuff. And so Venom is kind of bad in one sense, but then kind of enhances Peter Parker's abilities in another. I don't want a comic book nerd out here, but so the movies don't have anything to do with, with Spider-Man really. Um, but isn't he in Spider-Man three Venom? Uh, I don't think Spider-Man three had like 12 villains. So I wouldn't be surprised. I thought, I don't remember. I thought he was played by, uh, the guy from that 70s show. No. Oh well, we can move no. on. Who cares? Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. But <laughs> I, I mean, it would be cool. I, I mean, maybe Venom starts off helping you. Maybe he ultimately turns into a bad guy. Maybe what would be a cool twist is Venom winds up corrupting like Peter Parker, and then you have to take over as Miles Morales. You know, and oh, and do that yeah. whole thing. There's so many stories they could tell with this game. But 2023 is so far away. It's kind of like I don't want to get any excitement because that's like a year and a half from now, man. <laughs> It's such a long time away. We do uh, have to wait quite a while, quite quite a while for that one. Uh, yeah, I was thinking of Topher Grace, and yeah, I think I think he is in Spider Man Three, but I don't know. I haven't seen that movie since theaters, so who, who knows? All right, well, let's talk a little bit about one of your other favorites because you are Mister Marvel. You are also Mister Star Wars, oh, yes. and you and I have talked about how much we love Knights of the Old Republic. We both brought it up as quite possibly the number one game that we wanted to see remade. Fast forward a few months now. It's now officially announced. We are getting a KOTOR remake. 
And I think this is exactly the kind of game that needs to be remade in 2021. The original is so good, but it is so hard to play. I own it on Steam. It is almost impossible to play a game that old. So seeing it remade from the ground up, I am ecstatic and I can't wait to jump back in. I got super excited. I would like to thank them for listening to us. You know, the influence <laughs> of this podcast is unheard oh, yeah. of. So anybody yeah, else that's excited, you guys can send us your fan mail. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, you and I, we did. We agreed. If there was one game that we would like to see completely remade, you know, into the 21st century, this is it. I and they are calling it a remake. Like they were very clear about that. This is not a remaster. This is a straight up remake, which makes me very excited as well because it means they're not just going to try to slap a little bit of higher polygon count on it and yeah. call it done and then try to sell it for $60. I mean, one of the things about Kotor for people that haven't played it, which is probably a lot of our listeners, is the character interactions, the choices involved, some of the plot twists that are involved. It's one of those epic RPGs where you become very attached to the characters. You really care about people. The interactions are stellar. The combat in that game was very well done. There's just, there's not much to dislike about it. You mentioned it. The only thing to hate about that game at this point is that it's so old that Mm -hmm. the graphics do not hold up. It's just hard to play at this point. Like people are, we're a little spoiled and we like pretty things to look at. And the original is not pretty at all. So. <laughs> no, it's very old. Uh, the first KOTOR came out in 2003, so it's almost 20 years old at this point. But this is the very beginning, in my opinion, of like those golden years of Bioware. You know, this is when you got KOTOR and Mass Effect and Dragon Age Origins. And this is just like the absolute peak of gaming, in my in my opinion, up to this point. I mean, Casey Hudson is the guy who was the director of KOTOR. It's why he was able to then be the game director of Mass Effect. So this is like right in the middle of that heyday before things started to go sour with Bioware later. And I think anyone who's a fan of gaming, anyone who likes Star Wars, anyone who likes games that gives you choices to affect the world this game also has very neat twists in the story it's going to be so much fun because i probably haven't really gone through it all the way in about 10 to 15 years and i i, I can't wait for it yeah this is one the, of the very few remakes i'm excited about i i'm a hundred percent with you take my money i will a thousand percent play this game i don't care whether it gets bad reviews or not just because i know what i know what's you know, in the story, I know what's in the characters and that kind of stuff. I really don't see them butchering this. This is such a beloved series between KOTOR 1 and KOTOR 2. If you mess this up, there's going to be a mob of people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And you already have the bones. All you have to do is follow the basics, the bones that made the first one so great, and go from there. I, I mean, I feel like the stuff that they've learned over the last 20 years... I'm really, really excited to see what happens on this. I would like to see a little bit of gameplay just to kind of wrap my brain around what's a 21st century version of this game look like. So I'm really, really excited, but I can't see them botching it. I hope not anyway. No, I mean, the story and the choices are all there. That They, they literally can't mess that up. So as long as they tinkered with the controls and the combat, it's hard to imagine them making it worse. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then the beauty so is old. there's going to be so many people, this new generation, that's going to be exposed to why we say, hey, we'd love to see this remade too. And I think you're going you're gonna to really rope in a lot of people into that series, which makes me really excited because if it makes money, they're just going to keep making them. Yeah. And so that excites me as well. And also when KOTOR came out, I mean, that was when people were still craving Star Wars content so much. Like nowadays, you know, the, the, the movies have just come out more often to the point that, you know, the, the Han Solo movie so underperformed that they started slashing future plans for other movies. But especially back then, you were just so wanting any Star Wars content and, and KOTOR was just so great. I mean, the story is fantastic. I don't know anyone that played KOTOR. And didn't like it. So no, I, don't I, I yeah, I mean, unless it, unless some crazy news comes out about the remake, I know we'll definitely pick it up. And then, uh, lastly here, cause we are running out of time. We also got to see a little bit more of Forspoken, which we have poked fun at that title. We don't really know what it means. This is a made up word, uh, previously known as Project Athea. And this is the one where we had seen a little bit of footage of the girl who catches a glimpse of the dragon. I think yeah, she was she's on hiding like behind a the pillar, castle wall or something. Yep. Yeah. So we got to see a little bit more of this, and you know, the trailer starts out where the the main girl—I I don't know her name—but she's just hanging out with her cat. She gets pulled through this portal into this completely different world. She's got bracelets that apparently are sentient and start talking to her. She realizes she has magical powers. She's seeing dragons. And what I really love about this trailer is there are so many games where people realize that they have powers or magic exists in the world, and they don't really react to it at all. Whereas in Forspoken, this girl's kind of like just freaking out. Like, this is a dragon. This isn't even Earth. Why are you talking to me, bracelets? Yeah. And she is just like kind of losing her mind because this is all such earth-shattering stuff and i actually really appreciate that i i did too it was a little funny because i just saw shang chi in the ten ring legend of the ten rings and so oh, yeah, seeing yeah. these rings on her arm i was like did they rip that off like i don't remember seeing that in the first trailer but it kind of works <laughs> too to explain how this girl has her powers we we mentioned it before when we saw the initial trailer the movement in this game looks incredible the oh, yeah. fighting looks very fun in this, um, and, and they showcased a lot more of that. They showcased her dashing around and kind of teleporting and running across rooftops, and I love everything I'm seeing about the gameplay on this. It looks super smooth. I love the movement. The combat looks really good. Um, you know, this is another one of those... We're, we're seeing some gameplay, which is really nice, and the gameplay just looks legit fun. I, yes. I don't know any other way to describe it, but you know, I don't know anything about the story other than what you said with this girl getting pulled into this mythical world or whatever. But everything that I see just goes, ooh, I want to play that because that looks like it's just going to be a really good time all around. Yeah, I really like games where you get to play as a character who's also new to the world. I think it just always leads to a better experience. So for her to not already have superpowers and already be a hero of some sort, she's just a totally normal average woman getting pulled into this world and you just get to experience it with her. Uh, yeah, the, the travel looks absolutely fun. 
kind of like the first time when we had jumped into Apex, being able to slide down hills was so fun. With this one, she's zipping between trees, she's teleporting on the rooftops, and just the sheer scope. Like, this game seems enormous. Like, I don't know how big the the game world actually is, but you just see so many things off in the distance and different landscapes and so much seemingly to explore and find out. So this one seems like it'll be a pretty big release as well. I think this one will have a lot of interest. I, I'm already interested in it. It's not one of those, like, it would not make me buy a PS5 on its own, but... You know, if and when I own a PS5, I would pick this game up in a heartbeat just because it looks like it's going to be that much fun. Yeah. So this one is scheduled to come out in spring of 2022. So I kind of feel like we do have to wait. But as a PS5 owner, this made me really excited for this next like six to eight months because it feels like there's just going to be so much to play coming up soon. And I'm really excited for that because we've kind of been missing some PS5 titles here, but they're on the horizon. Well, and I mentioned this the other day. I said, I feel like Xbox is winning this console battle because of, you know, all the acquisitions with Bethesda and, and, you know, the everything's coming to Game Pass and PC and all this stuff. And man, Xbox really seem to have their act together. And all of the PS5 exclusives were just kind of names that were out there in limbo. And the PlayStation has always survived based off of its exclusive titles. Like that's what made PlayStation amazing. And it's weird because I, I like it's been what a year now since the PS5 released. And it's like, where's the games, man? Where, like, you bought this console that's supposed to be incredible. Where's the games for it? And here we are a year later. Now they're not ready yet. You got to wait another six months or so. (laughs) But at least knowing that they're on the horizon, that gets me excited because I have had zero plans to buy a PS5. Like I said, I was just going to borrow yours, you know. But now that they started releasing some of the exclusives that are coming up, that is making me consider, like, if I got six games that I'm dying to play, that's probably worth picking up a console for. And that changes the game, in my opinion. So they needed this. I think I think they needed it real bad. I think they delivered on it, too. So kudos, kudos to them. It was a little late coming, but it's nice to see that they finally did it, too. <laughs> yeah, this is one of the tough things with buying a console at release. You got to wait for the games to fill in. You know, you, you, it, it was like this with the PS4. I remember playing Infamous Second Son like three times through because there were just no other PS4 games early on. Uh, but yeah, so, so GTA online coming out in a few months. That's not enough to get you to pick up a PS5. I saw an Josh. article that said, I, I didn't read the whole thing. It was just a headline that said, we're sick of hearing about GTA five. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. And it was like, dude, Pete, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> just start talking GTA six at this point because we get you have made billions of dollars off of GTA five and GTA online. Yeah. But we're getting sick of it. Like, we're ready to hear the next thing at this point. <laughs> yeah, between Skyrim and, and GTA Five, right? All right. Well, yeah, we've run out of time. So apologies to Tiny Tina's Wonderlands oh, and so Project fun. Eve. That game looks you know, fun. So, <laughs> so much that we could talk about. They're just going to have to uh, hit the cutting room floor. Just, just no time for them. Maybe next time we can talk about it a little bit. But that's it for today. So our next episode on Monday will be the game that we have been keeping secret that Ranger Miller had selected. And we haven't released the title of what that'll be, but the one after that will be Forgotten City. So if you wanted to play that one in the meantime, you'll know what we're talking about. And I'm going to keep plugging away at The Witcher 3. I 
really hope you do. I'm, I'm going to start checking in now. You shouldn't have said anything because now I'm just going to shoot you You'll random texts throughout the day and be like, hey, Paul, uh, how many hours in are you? Have you been playing? Did you make it to this quest? Did you fight that monster? Yeah. No, uh, I, I would appreciate it. I want to finish it. So we'll... I'll keep plugging away. I'll let you know what I think of it. You just even if you if you don't like it, Paul, just lie to me. Just tell me you think it's the greatest game too. <laughs> just let you and die then, in peace. You know, yes, that I exactly. Love just just lie. It's okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you guys next time. Happy gaming, everyone. All right. See you, everybody.